Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Gavin Newsom makes his closing argument as he seeks another four years as governor. He's finally airing a TV commercial for his own campaign with just a week to go in the race. But what does the future hold for Newsom? That is one of the topics we explored in our special midterm roundtable conversation at the top of the mark at the Mark Hopkins Hotel. I was joined by veteran political reporter Carla Marinucci, USC's Mindy Romero, and longtime California Republican strategist Mike Madrid. Gavin Newsom. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. He's the governor. He's probably going to be governor for four more years. Or is he? Uh, he he <laughs> promises he'll serve out the rest of his term if he's yeah. reelected. What do you think, Carla? Yeah. We've, yeah. You and I have yeah, covered him a long, that's long right. time. We have. And we both know uh, this is a guy who is a, a great political chess player. He is, he is thinking uh, 10 moves in advance. You're watching him build a brand. Uh, a national brand, because you're absolutely right. He's, his reelection is uh, is almost set in stone, not quite. But at this point, uh, he's got uh, issues that appeal to a whole generation of younger voters. Remember, the California Democratic Party has been uh, ruled by sort of a gerontocracy for uh, for many years. Those younger voters are getting, uh, you know, are, are are watching him, and they're watching his voice. He's he's putting himself out there, and I think. All of the moves that he's making right now are uh, are, are looking, you know, ten moves down the road. I, I I think any promise that he makes about how he won't run for president, um, that, that's all. Uh, that's not none of that is set in stone because any candidate can say, "But the people want me." You know, uh, yeah, maybe he learned from Jerry Brown because I remember having a conversation with Newsom a long time ago where he's, he marveled at how Jerry Brown was always playing four or five dimensional chess while everyone else was playing checkers. Yeah. And I think he's learned to, to look <laughs> that far ahead. Feet, right? So, yeah, you can always say, well, I meant what I said, but it's clear that the people need me. I mean, is that a viable thing for him to do down the road? Oh, well, it's politics. But <laughs> I was going to say, wait until after this election. Mm-hmm. Right. That is set in stone. But still, yes, you know, yes, yeah. get it, get it in the books. Right. And I think we will see him, at least on some issues, pivot or at least highlight things that will help him on the national level. Because he's thinking about that next step, whether it's 2024 or 2028 or whatever. Um, And he's got this platform that he can use. We've already seen him use it with with ads in places like Texas and Florida. Uh, But now he can really start to build... uh, uh, a set of examples that he can look to to say, hey, I have been, um, you know, uh, good for Republicans in California as well. I do work across the aisle. I am common sense. I'm not all those liberal woke Democrats, mm-hmm. right? Because really nationally, national politics, the last few election cycles have been 
using California as sure. the or the whipping boy. Yeah, the case, right, right. for mm-hmm. um, what is wrong with politics, what is wrong with the Democratic Party. Just look at the streets of California. So California Newsom wants a political yeah. future, which I think he will have. Mm-hmm. Uh, how successful he will be will be, I think, depend in part how much he can separate himself, be kind of the beacon, and really, the next couple of years, we'll see. In our conversation before, uh, his position on Proposition 30. Mm -hmm. He is opposed to the Democratic Party position. That's the the proposition that would raise taxes on the wealthiest Californians. To pay for electric That's right. He's opposed to that Mm -hmm. and aligned with the the Republican Party and the Howard Jarvis Tax Association, which is incredible here in California. And he's, he's opposing the position of the Democrats here. Uh, that's a, that, that may be a perfect example of what we're talking about, uh, that he's um, looking ahead. Uh, Trying to, to find a place where you can carve out a position, because I don't think that will end up being down the road like a critical issue people vote on. Well, he, he opposed the lift measure, but but yes, he's finding yes, places yes. where he can. Yes. Mike, you've run a lot of campaigns, been involved in campaigns. Um, there's no downside, right, to Gavin Newsom keeping his options open, building his brand, even if he doesn't intend to run for president. No, I think for him to do anything other than that would be foolhardy. I, I think um, I don't think he's trying to moderate. By the way, I, I don't. I don't think that benefits him. I would not be trying to moderate. There's there's nothing suggesting in the with the two seventy map electorally presidentially that it is a moderate position that's going to help him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he if if Gavin Newsom probably more than any politician of his generation really has a finger on the pulse of where things are moving socially. And I think that he's demonstrated that successfully throughout his career. And I don't see him hedging. I see him doubling down on that. Mm. And I think he would be astute to do that. I think what he's leaning in on when he's going to Florida, when he's going into Texas, is not moderate issues. He's saying this is what mm-hmm. the standard That's bear right. issues of the American left are. And if no one else is going to bring the fight to you, I'm going to bring the fight. Right. That's what his party wants. That's, a good, very good point. Yeah. That's what his party yeah. wants. They want somebody who's going to lean into this fight and fight for their issues. And he's, he's very successful at that. And like I said, that not only wins primaries, but in a map that is so polarized electorally, it also wins general elections now. I mean, mm-hmm. Donald Trump was the first president that taught us uh, or upended the old maxim that you know you win by addition, not by subtraction. Right. That, that's not true. He certainly didn't run to the middle to win in the. No, he won by literally by <laughs> subtraction. You can win in the electoral college by subtraction. Right. I mean, he did it right. Yeah. You don't need to win the popular vote. You need to polarize enough of your minority vote to show up in the right places to win. Mm-hmm. And if you use that same rationale, which every politician in America kind of figured out after that, um, being the lightning rod is where the advantage is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, is probably, you know, viability is ultimately what, what voters come down to. That's how Joe Biden, you know, ultimately got the nomination, probably the, sure. the, the most milquetoast candidate of a 16-candidate field. Right. But leading in a, in, a, in a more traditional environment, leaning into, I think, what the fight, as Gavin Newsom has, is probably the best political tactic he could employ. But while he's being the liberal lion, he's also on the economic and tax side, uh, got some real bragging rights. Uh, he's going into this re-election as California is poised to become the fourth largest economy yeah. in the world to surpass mm-hmm. Germany. That is no small mm-hmm. uh, accomplishment. Right. And uh, I mean, he can run that down yeah. and, and talk about his well, strength. Well, he can cherry pick and say, yeah. look at all our jobs, look yeah. at our economy. On the other hand, 
his opponents can say there are thousands of homeless people in the streets. <laughs> you are the mayor. You're the governor. It's just gotten yes, worse. Right. I mean, people can. There's terrible economic inequality in California. That's I mean, right. you can take it both ways. Yeah. But um, do you think Newsom? I mean, I, I mean, so from the beginning with gay marriage, with legalizing marijuana, he. You're right. He's always out on the cutting edge and sees sort of leads the way as opposed to even if it's not popular at the time. Uh, what's the next issue for him? I mean. Wh- He's got to package all of this as he looks nationally. Is there something else you see on the horizon where he can continue to do that? I think he'll probably lean back on some of the old favorites that he's had. I think he'll probably lean back on the Citizenville stuff and start mm-hmm. talking as a technologist again. That's certainly the way that I would do it. You have to remember that the, the, the biggest dividing line in American politics right now is the cultural divide, mm-hmm. which is really a function of the education divide. And there's really little incentive to speak to anything other than college-educated white voters, which make up the overwhelming share of the Democratic base. Mm-hmm. So when you're speaking their language, you're you're locking up the nomination. And he, he, I mean, he per, he literally personifies the imagery of what that is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe a couple of other national political figures, Beto O'Rourke, maybe a Stacey Abrams who could fit that profile. They're going to lose. On election day, he's right. going to win by twenty points. Right. Like he is going to set the national narrative, regardless of what he says it's going to be. And I don't know that it's necessarily a cultural issue as much as it's one showing the willingness to fight, but also talking about government kind of as a business, which he's he does. He did this in the debate against Brian Dolly extraordinarily successfully. He talks about not just his own business acumen, but also just kind of the, the, the data numbers crunching explanations for his policy figures. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hard to debate with with that type of an approach. And I think that has been really not only key to his his successful um, appeal um, kind of beyond de- the Democratic base to independence, especially in California. But it's it's like it's 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 like a honeypot to, to, to Democrats in the state. They just can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all so much for being with us on this special edition of the State of California from the top of the mark at the Mark Hopkins Hotel in San Francisco. Mindy Romero from the USC Price School Center for Inclusive Democracy. Thank you. Mike Madrid, longtime Republican political strategist and Carla Marinucci of Politico and the Chronicle. And I'm Doug Sovereign. And of course, the State of California airs every weekday at 3.30 in the afternoon. You can find it on our Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts, as is our new national politics podcast, The Homestretch. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.